Welcome to Biblio Madness, a podcast for book lovers where we discuss our current and favorite reads. I'm your host, Lakin. And I'm your host, Rachel. And today we're discussing a fun and holiday-themed book. So, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, because today is Christmas when this episode is going out. So, very on theme for us currently for the book that we're talking about. We are going over Love Light Farms by B.K. Forreston. I I got that last name (laughs) correct. I got the A-OK from Lakin. So this book is about two best friends fake dating to reach their holiday happily ever after in uh, the first romantic comedy in the Lovelight series is what we found out. This is a series of four books, but this one particularly takes place in a Christmas tree farm that is sadly being kind of sabotaged, sabotaged, running out of money. Um, It's not... It's a new business that's not succeeding, and the main character um, is trying to keep the business up. So Stella entered into a contest, um, you know, randomly, gave a fun story about the farm's background and how it was established, what turns out to not be how it was established. Yeah, she lied on her application and said that she bought the farm with her boyfriend. Boyfriend, which she is very single and has been for a while (laughs) so um she did win the contest and this is what this book is placed over is her trying to convince the influencer who created the contest that she has a boyfriend and is trying to romanticize the farm which may i say the location and the place of this farm is freaking adorable so it's a great holiday pickup if you haven't read the book we are going to be going over the details of the book highly suggest you go and pick this book up if you got it for christmas you are very lucky so go and read it. It's a one sit read. I sat, I read it literally in a sitting. So. I could have read it in a sitting. I just. I was reading on Goodreads. A lot of people <laughs> read it in one sitting. So we're going to dive deep into this in the episode. You're going to hear a quick disclaimer and then we're going to go into the book details. So just a heads up, but very cute, very nice, cozy setting. It's a very great book. We'll get into it. So you're going to hear the podcast disclaimer and we'll be right back. This show is intended for mature audiences. Topics of adult content, triggers, and explicit language may be discussed with or without warning. All thoughts and opinions belong to our hosts and do not reflect the original creator's own intentions. Spoilers for the book will be discussed, and while most discussion will revolve around the picked book, we do not guarantee there will be no spoiler warnings for other books or series. Listener discretion is advised. All right, welcome back, everybody. You had the fun disclaimer. We had to put it in there. Spoilers. Um, going into this book, I kind of went over it a little bit in the intro, but it is a pasture of dead trees, basically, is what I... They, there was one part of the... Yeah, it's just... The farm that had a pasture of dead trees. Yep. So, super fun. Her farm is going under. She owns a Christmas tree farm. She bought it from... What was the guy's name? Do you remember? Was it David? Hank. Hank. I remember it being, so the way this book was written, and maybe it's because, like, we have a lot of Christmas tree farms around where we live, I immediately pictured this in, like, a southern setting. Okay. Only to find out that it is not. It is no. in New England. Yeah. So Everything's in New England. You should have figured that out by now. Yeah. All books are placed in New England. <laughs> All of them. I've still read a lot of these people with southern accents, though, and maybe that's just. Oh, that's mm. just me. <laughs> my brain did not do that. Well, you don't have that experience. Oh, no, 
Southern. You're not Southern if you didn't grow up on a Christmas tree farm. No, so this book real touch home for Lakin. Definitely. Not for I, though. It had a very, very special place in my heart because of that. Was it Hank? Where did it go? It's Hank. I know it was Hank. I remember that. I swear it was in the beginning of the book. It was. He's mentioned a few times through the book. But it was, like, in the first chapter. Yes. Zucchini. With Hank? Yes. Hank failed to mention. Yeah. Okay. So, just to give some financial background to this book, because that is the big... Yeah, the whole thing is that she's having financial issues. Financial issues. So, Hank failed to mention he stopped paying his bills months ago on the farm, and as the new owner, I inherited all his debt. Mm-hmm. So, great thing about Stella is she was paying all of her people. She never let the people I not really get paid. I really enjoyed Stella as a character. She was, she was great. I think sometimes she was a little bit childish. A little bit, but... But I did appreciate her as a character, and she cared deeply about the farm and about the people she had working for her, and... Honestly, I did love the side characters too. I love all. I love. I love all of, the, all of characters. the characters. It was a great book for that. The characters were amazing. The storyline was great. Mm-hmm. It kept you intrigued. We talked about this when we were talking about um, the books we were reading, and I don't remember what episode that was. It was a while back, like three episodes ago. Yeah. We were talking about the description of this book, and we were going over fake dating. That is a big plot line of this book because it's like the whole plot. Line. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> Um, the contest was based off of her having a boyfriend and having the farm together with her boyfriend, which she didn't have, so she had to find one. She originally asked Beckett as a last ditch. Well, so first, before she did asking, first ask Beckett Luca. because she didn't want to ask who she had in mind yeah. for this because she's been in love with her best friend for nine years, which is such a long time. Yes, it is a very long time, and so she had convinced herself that you know, like. Things were never going to happen between them. It was totally unrequited love yep. because they've been friends for nine years. If something was going to happen, it should have happened. Yep. You know? And so she didn't want to ask him because she was embarrassed and, you know, and hesitant about what feeling it would make her have fake date her best friend. Yeah. So she did ask Beckett first. <laughs> Which so Beckett I, was very, like, this no, man. This book had some of the best, like, I feel like conversational relationships with the characters like i found myself laughing and smiling throughout so much of this book that's fair i will say that was this book was very much so small town christmas tree it was so happy it says romantic comedy and that's exactly what it is yes it was um i laughed so hard like so funny at the very beginning when she asked him to be her boyfriend and he was like are you are you <laughs> oh yeah, I loved. Okay, so we need to. I'm a side character bitch across the board. I'm excited for his book. I um, really enjoyed him. I really liked Beckett in the book. He was very offstandish. He is the traditionally super handsome character that all the girls are like, "Oh my god, I love you!" And he's like, "Stop." He's like, "I've had enough." <laughs> okay, you're gonna do something. You're gonna make me upset. I don't want the heartbreak. Yeah. So he just doesn't with anybody, no matter who you are. And she asked, Stella was like, well, I have, like, do you want to be my boyfriend? She literally just asked him, do you want to be my boyfriend? No context. No context at all. He had no idea about the contest. He had nothing. He was like, what? He's so uncomfortable. He's like, he's so shy. It was so cute. So I'm so excited. Being that this is a four um, book series, he is the next book's main character. So I'm very excited to see what girl pulls him out or if it's a guy what guy pulls him out, but I'm pretty sure it's a girl because it was a girl on a cover. I thought it was going to be 
the girl that was mentioned in here, because we do find out that he had, like, a one-night stand, the character in the book yeah. comes back. Um, and I'm wondering if it's going to be her. I feel like there's more there. There could be a story. So, we'll see. But I'm excited for his book, because I did enjoy him as a character a lot. I'm reading. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> um, okay. So, I don't know. The book... The book was so cozy. It's a very nice Christmas. It was very wholesome. Wholesome that's the, book. Like, that's the word that kept coming to my mind. When I was and it. I'm not going to lie. Luca did make it to the book boyfriend shelf very quickly. Oh my God, yes. Golden Retriever vibes across the board oh my God, yes. for him. He's Italian. He cooks for her all the time. It was adorable. Um, there, There is some spice in this book. Yeah. Just there a heads is. up. If you're a non-spice reader, there is spice in this book. If you are a spice reader, it's like a level 2.53. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not like high fantasy smut. It's like a couple it's, a couple chapters of that. It's it's not as bad as Colleen Hoover, in my opinion. No. It's pretty chill. It's like it's like a the, two. The thing about the book is that that was the that was the climax. Yes. No, <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended <laughs> on that one. The tension between them is what most of the book was playing on. Yeah. You know, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I love I love the relationship between Luca and Stella. Yes. And I don't know. I feel like it was very glaringly obvious from the very beginning that Luca had feelings for her. I agree. Like there's something she would describe as him like looking at her and I'm like, a man does not look at you that way if he does not love you. Yes. Come on, girl. <laughs> but you're also in the mind of her, so she might be misinterpreting how he's looking at her. I mean, I know, we do find that out, like, that she was. She was, like, yeah. totally writing off every interaction because she could not believe that he was in love with her. But, like, it was so obvious as, like, an outsider. And yeah. I just wanted to be, like... <laughs> can you... I'm me... too far away from my yeah. mic, aren't I? Yeah. I was like, can you do me a flavor and just, like... I'm leaning Maybe back. we need to pull the, pull the table closer to us. There you go. How about that? Is that better? That's good for me. We sit applesauce crisscross here. We don't really uh, sit on a couch, so she's going to be mad at me. It's supposed to be crisscross applesauce, but that's not how I say it. And she rolled her eyes, and I could see it. I could feel it. So my apologies for that one. Applesauce crisscross in my world, but I get ridiculed by you and my husband. I don't ridicule you. You laugh and you roll your eyes. What is it? Mauve? Mauve. Mauve. I forgot how you say it. Mauve. Just mauve, man. No extra syllables. Okay, I get it. <laughs> okay. Touche. Um, so, ah, my iPad. Why? My iPad froze. I was trying to look at notes. So, besides Luca and Beckett and Stella, which... Beckett's not really important. He's very much so a side character. He is the tender to the trees and the farms. And then the baker's name was Layla. Layla. Yes. It's Layla and Luca. I always was my brain did not yeah. like that. But um Layla is the baker kind of doing all the cooking, Christmas cookies, all that fun stuff for the farm. And she's like a restaurant kind of ish person. Because she hired from her from somewhere else. She found her somewhere else and picked her up. Yeah, she did. Um Trying to go back to the beginning of the book. I read this very quickly, so. I don't remember where she picked her up either, but I know that she. She had something of Layla's and was immediately like, You're 
me. Yep. <laughs> so um, Layla's in the book, and then we get some added people in, and then the other character we have is Ellie, right? Evelyn. Ev- is it- Are you talking about the, the Instagrammer or the social media girl? Evelyn's in there, but there's another one called Ellie. There's an L, which is... The L? Um, it's Stella's Layla. stepmom. Is it? Yeah. There's too many names that are close to me, because when I think of something, I'm just thinking about, like, the first letters in it's, my brain. I'm pretty sure it's L. And Charlie is her stepbrother. Yes. Well, not stepbrother, her half-brother. And she then, has a complicated And then there's Dane, right? but he's... The sheriff. Yeah. There's a lot of townspeople, because this is a small town setting, so there, it's, like, very intimate. Yeah. You know, everybody knows everybody, and everybody's in everybody's business. Yeah, so like Gilmore, Gilmore Girls setting because that is also in New England area. It's in New Haven, I believe. I don't. It never yeah. says exactly where this is, unless Inglewild is an actual place. I didn't actually look that up. I can look it up, <laughs> but it's twenty three minutes from Delaware. I know that because <laughs> they mention it in the book. What was the name of it? In- Inglewild. Inglevile is a place. Oh, is it? Ingle, is but that? it's Colorado. Oh, that's not it. Wrong side of the country. Yeah, it never says exactly like what state they're in, but I know they're outside of Delaware. Oh, Inglevile, Shannon, New York. They have one. Is it in New York? There's quite a few places. They were like three to four hours away from New York City, wherever they are. Yes, it is in and New York. Right outside of Delaware. So. I don't see Delaware. Where the hell is Delaware? I don't know where Delaware is. Delaware is not. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I just remember she said it was close to Delaware. Delaware is. It could be a completely made up place. What Delaware? Delaware is near like New Jersey, Philadelphia. Connecticut? Right? We're going to sound like we don't know anything. <laughs> Delaware, PA, or Ohio, or Denver? Are we? Which Delaware? It's not Ohio. Well, is it PA or DE? Delaware. Or MD. Is its own state. It's not coming up on my map. Delaware is its own state. It's Delaware is near New Jersey, then. If I'm not mistaken. There's a lot of Delaware cities. Delaware is near New Jersey. I was thinking the state when she said it. Very pretty, though. It's on the ocean. Delaware? That's Delaware. Delaware is on the ocean. It's next to New Jersey. That's Delaware. You see? I see. I see. Because Delaware connects to Maryland, which connects to Virginia. All right, on a non-geographical <laughs> standpoint, this doesn't really matter. This this is gonna get cut out, but um, it did make me want to change my background. Oh, to the pine trees. Yeah, yeah. I went from strawberries to pine trees. I so I had brief, like we briefly mentioned in the intro um my grandparents owned a christmas tree farm my like pretty much my entire life they sold it a couple years ago um i have actually have a tattoo dedicated to it so where is it right here 
semi evergreen in the middle of the mountains because their farm their farm was in the middle of the mountains. Um, this book filled me with such a sense of like nostalgia it almost hurt. Like, oh no. <laughs> I miss it so much. I wish like I had been more of a like knowledgeable adult. Yeah. When they decided to sell their farm because after like reading all of these ideas and stuff of how she like saved this farm. It's like, well, we could have incorporated so much more to make it, like, yeah. you know, more of a profitable thing. But it is what it is. So. Farms are hard to run. It I think a... it's a very underrated thing. Like, people are like, oh, I'll just become a farmer. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's not. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's not that easy. You need a backtrack. There's farm. Yeah. There's animals. There's it is food. A... It's a lot of work. It is a lot. Um, props to Stella for pulling it off though i mean obviously she didn't do it by herself no. she had help from beckett a beckett. lot of help from beckett i was like beckett was he's very passionate about his crops his job he... his <laughs> at the beginning he was like uh this is the most easy thing to tend yeah. but why yeah <laughs> is it this difficult I, at the uh, same time it's true though <laughs> um, oh geez i I don't know. I had a lot of respect for her for, although she could be, like she said, she was a little childish in some things, but like the fact that she, you know, she pulled herself up by her bootstraps and she was still taking care of the people. Yeah. In her, her her charge. Her character was really great. I just appreciated the small towniness, the, the fake dating was done very well. The romantic relationship was done well. It makes me want to read her next book. Yes. So I think overall, for like a rating, definitely for me, at least a four. I would say it was like a four and a half for, for a rom com. I'm hesitant to give it a five, although I'm kind of tempted. So I might stick with a solid four and a half. Cause yeah. I told her as soon as we got here that like I was tempted to already reread this book. <laughs> Which that's a, that's, a, that's, that's a big thing to say about a Christmas book. It is. Okay. I really liked it. I told Ryan about this book and I was like, you know, I was like, I love this book. I was like, it's kind of like Hallmarky, but I absolutely like love it. And he's like, oh, you're getting really old if you're like Hallmark. It's it's not. It's it's Hallmarky if you make it. What makes Hallmark Hallmark movies, in my opinion, music, actors, setting, and the way the characters are portraying. So there was a new thing that came out on Netflix. It's like the Walter Boys or whatever. I think that's what it was called. And I watched it. And don't if you're an adult, it's not worth it. No hate to anybody that loves Hallmark movies. The reason I don't like them is because the dialogue feels really forced and really you're, cheesy. You're about to see what I was going to say is that whole setting, yeah. the Walter Boys was based off of a book. The book was decent. It was good. It was yeah. nothing to say it was bad. But when portrayed by the characters, it's a way they edit the movie. Not only are the actors feeling very pushed to do what they're doing, it's also the way they edit it, where the voice doesn't sound like it's coming from them, and it's coming from behind you, basically. Yeah. Which gives it the, oh, this is kind of cheap. Yeah. And it's the editing of the show that's happening. Yeah. And the lighting of the show. And those things that people do when they edit TVs and they make TV shows or movies are so overlooked, and they're also the biggest thing. Like, most of the time, the reason movies take forever, filming takes, like, three months. It's the editing and the audio and all of these little things that touch to make something so yeah. great. And 
Hallmark movies, when they do it, it's like the lighting looks like they are candlelit constantly. There's constantly music playing in the background it's that's low. It's the dialogue that bothers yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> there's forced dialogue that the characters don't look like they're supposed to be saying, and the audio is coming from a different location than where they're standing at in the ground. So your mind looks at it, and you're like, I feel like I'm in a... This isn't, this isn't the real world. Yeah. It feels fake. Yeah. And you're just like, hmm. this felt very real world. This, this, felt, like this was... felt very small town real world mm-hmm. and not pushed. Yeah. The only, so without like, you know, talking about like literally every single thing that happens yeah. in the book, because we kind of hit on everything. I feel like this is big. Yeah. Um, there was one moment at the very end when the confession was happening. Yeah. You know, it was a big build up to it. So we were all waiting for it because, like I said, it was very obvious that he was in love with her. <laughs> yes. Um, so when the confession happened, we had a moment where it was, it seemed like she was going to take the miscommunication route. Oh, I would have I literally closed the out. book, and I looked at Ryan, and I said, no. I said, they're going to do the miscommunication trope. And then I opened the book, and I continued reading, and she solved it within the page. And I was, I wanted to cheer. <laughs> because it was, I don't know, just the fact that she let them talk it out like grown adults. Yeah. Because they're in their 30s. It was just, Happy place. You, do, you did us dirty. notes. Because it was so nice. And this is... An, they talked about it, and they resolved it within, like, a couple pages. Yeah. And you said this was a new writer, right? Yeah. she's a, This is Brand, her debut novel, yeah. apparently. First novel. So that speaks volumes to her writing style. We've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of rom-coms. Yeah. This was a great pickup for her first book this is incredible i'm very excited to see the rest of the series did i know this was a series when i picked it up absolutely not i picked this up i was like love light farms that looks adorable read the back i was like perfect this is gonna be our christmas book i just want one romance kind of comedy that's a good read for christmas day to have posted because we're doing a lot of more fun like different content versus just book reviews um so I got really excited, and then I was very happy that I picked it up. Because Props this wouldn't have you. been in our life if I didn't pick it up. Props to you for picking, like, the best books. Because I feel like all the picks you've had recently have been I've been good. doing solid on some so. book picks. Besides Holly. I really regret that. But that's a personal regret. It was a good pick in its own way. It was a good <laughs> book. And it is one of our most viewed podcast episodes. Yeah. But. It's a good pick. In its own way. It's so disturbing. My God. It's so disturbing. It's so disturbing. I regret that. I picked my worst fear in a book, and it's not like, I'm just, it just grosses me out. My fears are just disgusting. I'm like, wow, that's gross. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do, why? Don't eat people. That's the last thing you need to do right now. God, like, that's worse than anything else. Yeah. This book definitely served the purpose that we intended it to, though. It made me, I was, I don't know. I've, Ever since this month started out a little rough for me personally, it was like hard to feel in the holiday mood this year. Did it get you in the holiday mood? It did. This that's exciting. Definitely made me feel more festive. It made me want to go see the Christmas tree farm again. Yeah. It also made me want an Italian man to cook food. Also, because there's a lot of mention of Italian food in this, and it's not disgusting food. It's great. No, food. it's very good um, food. I think you could read this book if you didn't get it on Christmas Day, and you do want to read it during the holiday season. I think you could read this. From Christmas to New Year's, and it would be perfectly fine. Yeah, it's still a magical time of the year. The Christmas yeah. spirit is still there. You're still kind of, you know... If you take your Christmas decorations down before January 1st, who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> if you celebrate Christmas, you leave the, you leave that up until January. 
Yeah. Period. That's not at least until the new year. That's not even a question at that point. Who takes their Christmas down decorations down that early? Like that's insane. Unless you're having a New Year's party and you want New Year's stuff up. I still think a Christmas tree takes it. I agree. <laughs> but if you don't celebrate Christmas, yeah, this is for people. I, this I is definitely a Christmas book. In a holiday book. Yeah. Because it's all about a Christmas tree farm. We have all three holidays at the end of the year in this book, though. We have Halloween, yep. Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Although yes. Christmas is the one that it revolves most around. So there is that. So you are getting, like, an encompassing. But I think you could definitely read it for, like, the last week if you want to go pick it up. And you're like, I want to be in the holiday It's mood. definitely a one if you're not a fast reader or you don't have the time to sitting reading. Like, reading. Yeah. It, it took me three sittings. But that's because I have two children under two. And I could not get the time to sit hey, down and read three it all. sittings for two under two still is a very good reading time. Yeah. So, and that, all those all those sittings were about, like, an hour each. Yeah. Maybe a couple more hours on some of them. I should so. time myself reading this. It didn't yeah. take long. It's, like, three hours, basically, like, yeah. three to four hours. I read Ugly Love by Colleen Hooper in three hours, so I feel like it was similar to that. Yeah. If you have a good little chunk of time, you know, maybe Christmas not, like we said, if you get this book for Christmas or you decide to go pick it up after you watch this. Yeah, like at the airport before you travel to back home. You could read this Christmas night. You, yeah. If you don't have plans. Christmas Just night. cozy up, read it in the night and you'd be, it'd, it'd be yes. perfect ending to it for me. I'm honestly considering rereading this book on Christmas. So. Hey, <laughs> look at that. Um, Traveling anywhere you're going, highly recommend. I'm excited to see the rest of her books though. I am too. It was, it made me happy. That's, that's what a book's there to do. I'm thinking about keeping it for after Crescent City to make myself happy. <laughs> the second one? <laughs> Probably gonna need it. Yeah. I have a lot of reading to do to <sighs> yeah, do. have the ability to reread <laughs> books right now. Iron Flame was the exception, but. That was a lot to unpack. <laughs> that, there was too much that happened and I read it too quickly. So I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, let's take this all back. Let's this is like two hundred pages, and yeah, it's probably not. It could be less than two hundred pages because it's three hundred. But yeah, oh, three hundred still. It could probably be two hundred. It didn't feel long. It was. It's a very digestible book. Like I said, I'd give it a four and a half. Definitely four stars for me. Highly recommend. Go pick it up. Um, I don't think we have anything else we want to say about it, just because we don't want to spoil too too much. And there's a lot of there's a lot of tension you got to build up. The journey is what it's about. Okay, that's the most important thing about a book. I know some of you are crazy and you read the last page first and you just, you care about the journey the most. And honestly, if you were to read the last page in this book, you wouldn't get that much. No. You would not If get you read the last page in the last words in Iron Flame, you would spoil the whole book for yourself. The whole thing. The whole thing, the whole thing would have been spoiled. Easily. Yeah, I do really like the last page. I, one of my favorite things when there's a, ro- when there's romance in a novel, I don't know why I like it. I don't know. I should I probably should not look too much into why I love it so much. But when we get the male perspective. Oh, I love the male perspective. I freaking want to eat that stuff up. <laughs> I am so happy that more authors are doing the male perspective at the end of the book. All right. My dogs <laughs> are that. howling. So that now means it's the end of the episode. Um, it's real fun. I've never heard them howl like this. It's real cute. It's problematic, though. So thank you everyone for coming and listening to this Christmas holiday edition of our episode. If you hear my dog howling in the background, please ignore. Have a great holiday season and a happy new year. We'll be coming back with our 
end of the year wrap up for our next episode in January. So look forward to that. Don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to see when that episode gets posted. We are also trying to be active on Instagram during the holiday season. It's the holiday season. So bear with us. It's a little slow. We're not doing our best to keep up with social media. There's a lot of family events, a lot of things happening. If you're out there, you understand a lot of shopping, a lot of holiday traffic, (laughs) a lot of, it's, it's a busy time of the year. We're also doing like a small, I guess, I don't want to say rebranding, but we're changing directions. So we're, our social media posts will also probably be changing a little bit from what we have been doing. Um, so yeah, just bear with us as we, we're entering a new year and a new era. So lots of changes coming, but we're excited that you're here and listening. Go pick up Love Light Farms by BK Forreston and get her other books because I'm very excited. There will be a spot on my shelves for her in the romance section. I will definitely be picking up all the other three. Um, Even if they're not as great as this, they're still going to be great books. I I feel like they'll be enjoyable. I still think they're going to be enjoyable. It might not be as nostalgic for you, but it will be a very good one. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, everybody have a great Happy New Year and holiday season. Farewell.